Good. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, welcome to Mission. It is so good to be um, here together today. My name is Jody Hickerson. I'm one of the teaching pastors um, around here, and I just love getting to be a part of this church community. Um, we are a church that believes anyone is welcome. Uh, no one is perfect. Can I get an amen? Amen. Uh, but we believe that change is possible because through Jesus Christ, there is hope for everyone. And we're, I am so excited just to be a part of this community. We're two weeks into the new year, um, and there's so many things we could go after in the new year, right? Like the, all the resolutions, we can get better eating habits, or um, get rid of some bad habits, or get organized, or get into exercising, which are all like super great things. Um, but the thing that we're talking about in this series to start the year is the thing that will impact every area of our lives. It will make the biggest difference in our lives this year, and that is if we get wisdom. If we get wisdom. So we're looking at some wisdom that's found in the book of Proverbs um, in our Bibles. In fact, each week of this series, we're challenging one another um, to memorize of this, the verse, the key verse from the book of Proverbs that we're looking at. Um, so anybody take up that challenge last week? Oh, y'all are nervous. Okay, okay. If you weren't here last week, no, no, don't sweat it. You're going to get a new verse um, this week. But for those of us who took up this challenge, let's, let's just see how we did. Okay, this was our verse from last week. Um, Proverbs 4, 5. Let's read it out loud together. Ready? Get wisdom. Develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Okay, y'all ready? Let's take it down. Ready? Get wisdom. Develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Hey, that was very, very impressive. Give yourself a hand. That was awesome. Um, and it's important to get this kind of wisdom locked into our heart because if we get wisdom, if we develop good judgment, if we remember God's words and we don't turn away from them, that's going to impact every area of our lives. We need wisdom in parenting. We need wisdom in dating. We need wisdom in our marriage. We need wisdom with our health. We need wisdom on our finances. I mean, the impact, the ripple effect of wisdom touches every area of our lives. So we're diving into this book of Proverbs, which is written by a king named Solomon, who is known to be the wisest man who ever lived. Um, and this book of Proverbs, if you're new to the Bible and you want to check out Proverbs, just open it to the middle and hang a slight right, just a slight right, and you're going to find Proverbs. Um, and there's 31 of them. You can kind of look in, into all this wisdom. But there are three characters in the book of Proverbs that we saw last week. Just as a refresher, we see these characters show up all throughout Proverbs. There's the wise and this is who we're trying to become, right? We're trying to become the wise. And wise people are people that know the difference between right and wrong, and they choose to do right even when it's hard. Wise people are also people when there is no really right or wrong, they're able to discern best and do what's best. Wise people are the people that are asking this question in light of my past experiences, in light of my present circumstance, and in light of my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? That's the wise. Then there are fools, and fools are people that know the difference between right and wrong. They just don't care. They just choose to do wrong. Anyway, oftentimes fools think they're invincible. Fools know the truth or hear the truth or hear the caution, but they think, you know, yeah, there's consequences out there for other people. That would never happen to me. 
That's a fool. And then there are the uninformed. These are people that just don't know. They've never been taught right wisdom with finances. They don't, they don't know God's ways. They're not intentionally wrecking their lives. They just are uninformed. They're just not planning not to. They're not seeking wisdom. So we're seeking wisdom. We're not going to be the uninformed. And, we're, and we want to walk wise. If you missed last week's message, really encourage you to hit messages on the app and, and catch up. Uh, last week we talked like, don't live like a fool. Today we're talking about don't talk like a fool. Uh, next week, don't walk with fools. The importance of like surrounding ourselves with some other wise people, like that the wise kind of rubs off on us, you know. And, and, and if you're like, I don't even know where to find those people. Groups are launching around this place. And I'm not saying everybody in your group will be wise. Um, but maybe a couple will, okay. And you can find those people. And then don't spend like a fool. We're really trying to create opportunities for ourselves, for one another, to step into some wisdom. So Financial Peace University is launching. And it's totally free just for us to gain wisdom on our finances, to not spend like a fool. So these are just helpful for us to gain wisdom, gain understanding, and watch it impact all areas of our lives. So today we're talking, don't talk like a fool. And our resident, Corey Cruz, that was just out here, um, we asked him if he would be like our resident fool for the series. Um, and he agreed. And so check out this video of his not-so-wise conversation starters at work. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Well, so I'm about to be on my way to work here, and I just figured I'd jump on here, and I'm going to give you guys three things that is going to make your, like, work life so much better, and three things to make more friends at work. <laughs> One, you know, uh, if you ever see a lady who seems like she's gained a little bit of weight, man, the best way to find out what's going on is you just go up to her and ask her, hey, when are you due? Or if that's a little, you know, too, too risque, if you will, you could just ask her, hey, is it a boy or a girl? That seems a little bit less nonchalant. It's a little bit easier. <laughs> Number two is a kind of a other good way to do it is you just go up to him and say, hey, who are you voting for this year? You know, it's an election season, so it's kind of a, kind of a big deal. Uh, or you can just ask them, like, what kind of political party they, they affiliate with or whatnot. <laughs> you know, and number three, here's, 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 this is the kicker, okay? You go up to anybody at work, and this will automatically make you, like, best friends. And you just simply ask them, hey, how much money do you make in a year? Like, that is, like, one of the best questions, most useful questions that I've found super helpful um, in work life. Hey, I hope these found you well. I hope you guys are out there living up your best year yet. Um, and I can't wait to see you guys in the next video. Much love. Peace. Oh, man. Okay, so this is, don't do that, right? Don't do that. Um, anybody else have the experience of putting their foot in their mouth? Yeah? Ever asked a question or made a statement or blurted out in the argument something you wish you could get back? Right? This is all of us. I think it's all of us. I mean, unless, unless you, like, never complain, never lie, never have words of anger or rage, never talk some, about someone behind their back, never had an instance of gossip, never cut anyone else down, no profanities ever crossed your lips. I mean, if that's you, you can leave. I mean, <laughs> but you just lied. So, no, you need to stay, right? Because this really is all of us. We all have had words come out of our mouths. It's kind of like a tube of toothpaste. Once you squeeze it out. You ain't getting it back in, right? There's no way to get it back in. And our words are powerful. Our words carry weight. We know this. We grew up with that statement, right? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. 
and then come to find out that was really wrong. <laughs> and not at all what the research shows. Several studies um, and with adults polled said that they had, they had recovered from their physical wounds of childhood, but had never fully recovered from the hurtful words, names, and labels that had been placed on them. And we know this because we've lived this. The words spoken to us, about us, over us, they've impacted us. And listen, leaning into God's truth and love and what he says about us and what's really true about our identity, it can over time, as we lean in and really believe it and start living it out, heal those wounds in us. But today what we're talking about is how we have a responsibility because words are weighty to use them wisely. That how we speak to and about others is powerful. Scripture tells us that our tongues have the power to bring life or death. Our tongues have the power to build up or tear down. This tiny thing has so much power. In the book of James, in the New Testament, it's actually James chapter 3 if you want to read it um, later on, our tongues are compared to the rudder on a ship. Like how the rudder is such a small thing, but it's actually steering the whole ship. Or, or, the, or compared to the bit that we put in the mouths of horses. Like the bit is a small thing, but it's controlling this massive animal. Or our tongues are compared to a spark, a tiny spark that ignites a huge forest fire, a wildfire. Like that our tongues are so powerful that it's a small thing that is no small thing. And we don't want to talk like a fool. Proverbs 18.7 says, The mouths of fools are their undoing, and their lips are a snare to their very lives. So how do we speak and use our words wisely this year? Well, there are actually 95 different verses in Proverbs that talk about this, um, so we're going to cover them all. I'm just kidding. We're not going to cover them all today. Um, but we're going to jump in, and we're going to not stay uninformed, and we are going to get some wisdom. So the first thing, if we want to we use our words wisely this year, is that we have to speak truth and truthfully. We're going to spend the most time on this one because it covers a lot. Proverbs 12, 22 says, The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. Man, when we lie, even those little small ones, it breaks trust with people. We know this, right? And it's really hard to clean up. Uh, several years ago, probably like 15 years ago, um, my husband Mike and I, we were working with students. Um, we were doing student ministry, and we had this ministry with a lot, a lot of students. And sometimes these students just like to prank us. Like in the middle of the night, we'd wake up, and there'd be like a toilet chained to a tree, you know. We're like, well, they came over, you know. Or they'd fork our yard or something. Well, one night, we got toilet paper soap. I mean, it was like an expert job, like 96 plus rolls of toilet paper in the middle of the night on the yard. And they had, I mean, thrown it high up in the trees. You couldn't see any of the grass, every tree branch, every bush. Like we woke up and it was covered with toilet paper. And it was one of those wet kind of drizzly days. And so it just started sticking, like turning to mush. We spent hours 
hours and hours and hours. And there was no way we could reach the top of the trees to get it out. We couldn't get it off all of the branches. And then the next day, the sun came out and like baked it. It like, it was baked on. I, I, we were for years picking toilet paper off of some of our, I think we sold that house with toilet paper stuck on the trees. Like it was just no way to get it off. And our lives are like that. Even the little white ones that we think we get away with. Once we tell it, it kind of spreads and it gets to places that we can't clean up, that we can't make right. And it causes people to doubt you, to, to question you, to avoid you. And then you start living in this way where you forget what you told to who. And, and you can't get back to it either. And you're in covering up mode and, and hiding mode and defensive mode. It's just not good for any relationship. And this is why it says that the Lord detests lying lips. It's because of what lying lips does to us and to our relationships. Lies have broken friendships, ended marriages cause major rifts between family, cause deep hurt and broken relationships. So man, this year, words of the wise, speak truth, truthfully. Don't lie, even when it's hard to do, do the wise thing. And keep people's confidences. This is another part of speaking truth. Proverbs 25, 9 and 10 says, In the heat of an argument, don't betray confidences. Word is sure to get around and no one will trust you. We tend to dismiss um, gossip as like not that big a deal, right? We're just, I mean, it's just entertaining. We're just like spilling the tea. We're like getting in the know. It's fun to talk about other people's stuff, right? I don't want to talk about my stuff. And there's just something we kind of crave about gossip. It's why tabloids sell, right? Slander sells. We want to be in the know. Something we crave about it. Proverbs 26, 22 says, says it this way. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to a man's inmost parts. It, you, it says choice morsels like, like a good candy bar, right? Like a good piece of chocolate. We just want to unwrap it and take it all in. And then say what we know because it's so juicy and delicious. And, and this is like just filling us with junk. And listen, for Christian people, like we, we know this culturally, maybe if you've been around church for a while, sometimes this happens at like a prayer request moment. <laughs> like, oh, I really need to add so-and-so to the prayer list. Oh, really? What's going on with them? Oh, you haven't heard. <laughs> well, so you can pray specifically. I mean, and we just... And we just break confidence. And it breaks our trust with people. Listen, we rationalize it because we don't want it to be bad for us because we actually like it so much. But listen, that diminishes someone else's story, someone else's struggle, someone else's life and what they're going through. It can break trust. It can ruin people's reputation. It can ruin your own reputation for not being able to keep confidences. It can sometimes be mean or, or slanderous. And listen, I'm just telling you that our relationships will be so much better when we wisely don't participate in gossip. And we get to be known as safe, actual trustworthy people to show up for one another in a genuine way. And then do what you say you're going to do. This is part of speaking truth. Proverbs 25 says, Reliable friends who do what they say are like cool drinks in sweltering heat, refreshing. Like billowing clouds that bring no rain is the person who talks big but never produces. So before you commit to someone or something, 
take some time to wisely consider if it's something you're really going to do or not. And if it is a yes, do what you said you were going to do. Like to the best of your ability. I know there are times when life happens and we literally can't do what we said we were going to do and we apologize for that. But listen, don't be foolish. Don't continually be the person who backs out, who changes plans at the last minute, who flakes, who doesn't show up after all, who was going to hang out but then got a better offer. See, being reliable in a fickle world, that's refreshing. That is refreshing, and it's actually a big deal. So tread wisely on what you're saying yes or no to. And then this last component of speaking truth is, comes from Proverbs 25, 11, and 12. The right word at the right time is like a custom-made piece of jewelry, and a wise friend's timely reprimand is like a gold ring slipped on your finger. Like, there's a way to use our words with such wisdom. And did you see all the thing about timing in here? At the right time, timely reprimand. If we use wisdom with what we're going to say and how we're going to say it and when we're going to say it, even a hard truth to someone, even a reprimand, it doesn't feel like giving the other person a piece of your mind. It feels like you're giving the other person a gift from your heart. You're slipping on that gold ring, that custom-made piece of jewelry. And it is a precious gift to have friends who will give you some hard truth, but it feels like a gift. I've got a few wise people in my life like that. And, and I know when they come to me with something or bring something to my attention or speak into an area of my life, man, they've prayed about it. They've gone to God about it. They've asked what's the wise thing to do, when's the right time to do it. And when they do it, it, it feels like, like, man, that was custom-made. That was a custom-made little gem for me in my life. So speak truth. Next we've got speak gently. Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words makes tempers flare. Like sometimes our answers, our reactions, our tones, our comebacks, our sarcasm, our harshness, that just makes tempers flare. Right? It just makes it worse sometimes, doesn't it? Even though we weren't meaning to make it worse, but it just makes it worse. And sometimes it's not what we say, but how we say it. Like harshness or, or the tone, that ignites something. And listen, speaking gently doesn't mean speaking soft-spoken. It means speaking in a way where our words land softly. And when we have a gentle answer, it, not, it doesn't light a fuse, it diffuses a situation. Gentleness deflects anger. It like brings calm. It brings kindness, not severe. And I'm not saying we can control everybody's reactions, even if we do this the right way. But I am saying, give it a try. Give it a try. Because there's a difference between, what were you thinking? And, hey, could you help me understand there's a difference between I don't know and actually I don't know. There's a difference between I got this and I listen, I appreciate you're trying to help, but I think I'm good. Like it literally takes some wisdom, some intentionality, just a breath, maybe half a second to think about how you want to say what you're going to say. Proverbs 25, 15 gives us this promise with it. Patient persistence pierces through indifference and gentle speech breaks down rigid defenses. And then we've got speak less. 
I don't know if you have seen this video that's been circulating the last couple of weeks of this baby um, babbling in the snow in a snowsuit. It's so awesome. Um, I thought we all should watch it today, so check this out. Yeah, you don't say. <laughs> I mean, it's so, so adorable. Uh, it's just not adorable when I'm doing it. Uh, Anybody else have a tendency to take things too far? Um, you know, I, I'm the one in our marriage that needs to like, like have it out right now. Like we got to fix this right now. I don't want to wait, even if it would be wise to wait, to take some time to cool off, to get our thoughts together, to think about what we're going to say. No, I'm following you around the house, like until we get this thing done. And listen, I've gotten better over the years because it hasn't always gone great, and I've regretted things that I've said, and I've gained some wisdom that more talking isn't always best. But listen, this isn't just true in relational arguing. This whole speak less thing, this can be true with gossip. It can be true with stirring up debates. It can be true with trash talking. It can be true with airing our opinions. It can be true with bringing that thing up again. It can be true with having to have the last word, so you're, you're still mumbling. You're still doing it, right? Proverbs 27, here's some words to the wise on this. A truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even-tempered. Even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouth shut, they seem intelligent. <laughs> Proverbs 10:19. too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Proverbs 18.1, an unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. Proverbs 18.2, fools find no pleasure in understanding, but they delight in airing their own opinions. So speak less doesn't mean we stop talking to people or processing with people. Uh, some of us need to do that more. But we do need to use wisdom on when to hold our tongue, when to say less to prove our point, when to drop something, when to not have to be right or have the final word. We can also use wisdom to speak up. Proverbs 31, 8 and 9 says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those who are being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and the helpless and see that they get justice. We can use our voices to help those who cannot speak for themselves. They may not have a voice. Scripture talks over and over and over and over and over again about the importance of caring for other people, for the poor, for the powerless, for widows, for orphans, for those in our own lives who are just being crushed by life right now. And maybe you've never thought about how you could use your words or use your voice in this way, but listen, ask God for wisdom to show you who around you might just need you to speak up for them or help them, or advocate for them, or write a letter for them, or help them with that paperwork they can't figure out, or help them figure out what their next steps could be. Like, use your voice, your words to speak into them hope and encouragement, empathy and care. Like, using our voices in this way, man, that can literally be life-changing for someone who feels like they don't have a voice. And next we've got speak healing. Proverbs 12, 18, some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. You see, we can, we can cut people down with our words or we can build them up. We can wound people with our words or we can bring healing. 
And as I was thinking about this, some of the words, phrases that came to my mind that maybe we could just use more this year in a wise way that bring healing. I just want to read you this list. What if we said these things more? I love you. I'm sorry. I think you are amazing. I am so grateful for you. Will you forgive me? I'm really proud of you. I see you. I'm here for you. You are so good at that. You don't have to have it all figured out. God loves you so much. Like, let's be intentional and use these kinds of words and phrases 10 times more than we did last year. This is bringing healing. In fact, this is our memory verse uh, for this week. Um, so on your way out, you're going to get one of these little posters. Proverbs 12, 18, some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. And so you put this on the dashboard of your car or on the back of your phone case or on your mirror and you read it three times a day until it gets into your head and your heart. And you know what? Getting that wisdom, that verse into your head and heart, it's going to prompt you to bring healing words and say more of that stuff this year. And that's going to make your relationships better and it's going to bring healing to other people. And one more thing. Speak Jesus. Well, what do I mean by speak Jesus? Um, well, I mean a few things. One, there's power in his name. Right? Your name is the highest. Your name is the greatest. So we can call on him. He is alive. He is listening. We can ask for his wisdom. Speak Jesus because there is power there. I also mean speak Jesus as in talk about him. Because we gain wisdom when we look at the life of Jesus and then we talk about it with other people and what we're learning and how we see it. It's just we gain wisdom when we speak Jesus like that. And then also, when you look at our list today, it's him. He is truth. He is gentle. He is the final word. He is just. And he is healer. So as we use our words more wisely this year, check this out, we actually become more like Jesus. Let me pray for us. I thank you, God. I thank you for your word that gives us wisdom on how we could use our words to bring life, to build up, to encourage, to bring healing. And God also just making us aware, informing us, of just how detrimental, how impactful our words could also be so that we proceed with wisdom. God, help us to lean into you, um, to your Holy Spirit. And God, help us just to be, be people that as we walk out of this place, um, we have worship on our lips. God, we have encouragement on our lips. We have words of wisdom and healing um, to bring to others. We want to follow you in this area, and we want to become more like you, Jesus. And it is in your powerful, great name that we pray. Amen.